What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Daily Fitness Education. I am your host, Kyle, a personal trainer in the trenches each and every single day. I'm going to talk about neural drive today. It's a very important topic that many people mis- un- misinterpret, and this is why 30 or 90 day programs typically don't work. Uh, you need a multitude of them and you need to stay with them uh, consistently in order for that neural adaptation to happen. So when we talk about neural drive, um, what is it and uh, what do we mean? How do we get it? And we're going to talk all about that in this episode today. Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roche, and this is the Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life. Learning every day. I'll discuss something that I've learned in the past, something I may have learned that day, or something that I'm about to learn. Through books, mentors, courses, formal education, colleagues, and practical steps with clients, you can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness. All righty, end game addicts. Let's kill it. So, Neural drive is something that happens when you improve your explosiveness, your body's capacity to develop electricity. When we talk about strength, we're talking about your your capacity for your central nervous system to have power or explode with power. So um, in fight or flight situations, and this is typically what happens, an, ex- an obscene amount of stress um, is your neural drive. And you, when in fight or flight situations, high anxiety, um, you can train this thing to be more explosive. So when you have, I'm sure you've heard of this, you know, mums picking up cars when their kids are trapped underneath it. This is neural drive. Um, and it can be conditioned, uh, but many people just simply don't believe that they have the capacity to move certain amounts of weight. Until you've tried, you won't. A, psychologically believe you have the neural drive, or B, attempt to see what your capacity is. Now, um, your capacity is pretty interesting. Uh, it's something that is very much just believed. Uh, and when you when you talk about strength, the vast majority of your capacity has come from the, the um, let's say, the confidence to step underneath the bar to go for strength. Um, but... Why this is so relevant is because when you create overload, we're talking about musculature here, okay? Um, And we're talking muscle as being the backbone of a fast metabolism, staying lean, looking good, feeling good, okay? Um, You need a remarkable amount of neural drive in order to effectively get, uh, build more muscle. So we talk about training age. Training age is how long you've been training for. So I'm 30 years old, but I'm technically, I mean, if we're discounting and shortcutting all the push-ups and the, you know, exercise, uh, you know, volleyball that I played and rock climbing that I played, if you shortcut all that stuff and just say strictly weightlifting, I'm 12 years old in the gym, right? So when we talk about training age, my body is going to look a specific way based on that training age. What does your body look like based on your training age? Many people think that like in six months, I'm going to have an awesome body. I'm like, hmm. Neural drive paired with hypertrophy science equals training age. 
equals your musculature, equals your capacity as a human to be fit or to do fitness-based things. So how do you develop this? Well, I would say in a, in a safe possible world, this is the trajectory towards neural drive. First off, spend a good amount of time in what's called foundations. Um, when you're a personal trainer, you learn about something called periodization. Periodization means you have certain periods of different kinds of conditioning. In the beginning, when you exercise, you're simply learning how to exercise and how to do certain techniques like squats, bench press, one-arm rows, lat pull-downs, seated rows. In my world, if you've been following this podcast for long enough, that's your shapes, your sit, stand, bend, push, pull, twist, run. Okay. It's also laid out in the Answers to Fitness, which is a book that I just finished and should be printed this week. Man, publishers take a while. You know, if anyone ever told me that it would take a you know a year and a half to write a book, I still would have done it. Come on, but you know it's it's grindy. It's a process to 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 be an author and, and have a literature. Either way, all things, all great things take time, and nothing comes all at once. So, all I'm suggesting for you here is neural drive does take time as well because you have to go through certain periods. I would say the most dangerous form of conditioning is strength lifting. You put a very fragile body underneath a, a decent amount of weight. Now, if we just compare and contrast, I'll give you a quick example as to why I think strength is the most dangerous. Well, statistically, it's the most likely to injure yourself, which makes it the most dangerous on paper. Secondly, we are not strength mammals. We are endurance mammals. Um, if we just look at the efficiency of energy systems, um, we switch from our strength or power-based system within 12 seconds to our our, our muscular or um, our oxidative, sorry, now our glycolytic system, which is highly placed on glycogen, which is our musculature, okay? After 12 seconds, we switch to our musculature. After about two and a half minutes, we switch to our uh, oxidative phosphorylative system, which is our cardio system. And then beyond two and a half to three minutes, we can run for like 100 kilometers. This is an ultra marathon. Um, or, you know, 100 miles. People and humans are aerobic-based creatures. The number one indication of long-term well-being is your heart strength. So when we talk about what's the most efficient, well, we can do power for 12 seconds. We can do um, musculature for uh, two and a half to three minutes. And then we can do hours and hours and hours and hours of running, okay? Um, this is just observing what human mammals do, uh, you know, do quite well. If we compare and contrast, an elephant cannot run the, the length that we can. In fact, most mammals cannot run the length that we can because they're quadrupeds, um, which means they stand on four legs and they have to, and their stride controls their breathing, which means cheetahs can outrun us um, in short bursts, but they cannot outrun us in terms of the distance because we perspire through our skin. Animals perspire through their mouth and we can control our breathing pattern, and they cannot. Their stride controls their breathing pattern. Um, so what does this mean? Well, there's other mammals that are different uh, and have different capacities in their energy systems, okay? Um, the whole point I'm suggesting this is because if you want to develop neural drive to develop more musculature, we have to practice the most inefficient, most dangerous energy system possible to get the most out of your neural drive. Then what? We want to use that neural drive to train your musculature, which is the second least efficient, okay? 
you know, it's right in the middle. It's, it's the middle energy system, <laughs> right? The one that we do uh, fairly well and which serves us quite well in the modern day. Now, why am I rambling on and on about this? Well, many people first start out an exercise and they don't want to push themselves A or B, they haven't developed the capacity to push themselves in shapes that they haven't quite mastered. So we, I talk about shape mastery. Personal trainers say just like 10,000 hours to master a skill. Um, I've heard mentors of mine say 10,000 repetitions to master a movement. So what this is going to mean, if you want to master a shape, master a pattern, sit, stand, bend, push, pull, twist, run, um, then um, how long is it going to take you? Well, let's say we do 10 sets, three sets of 10, um, twice a week. We're now at 60 by the end of 10 weeks, okay, which is getting close to three months, we're at 600, okay? Um, we're now starting to realize that it's going to take us a long time to get the pattern mastery. After a year, what does that look like? A 2,400. That means after four years, we finally got to 10,000 repetitions. I believe my math was right there. Um, maybe I've done that wrong. But just bear with me. Like it's not a three, it's not a 90-day program where you're going to develop all of your neural drive capacity and, and pattern mastery and skills around squatting and deadlifting. Like the, the most prolific, prolific, the most effective everything has done it over the course of like a 10-year grind, okay? So when we talk about exercise, I'm always, always, always talking about your future in fitness, always talking about where are you going and how long can you keep it and how can you work on this habit so that you know it's a lifelong thing. We all know it's a lifelong thing. You can't just condition until you're 45 and then be like, Oh, you know, the exercise and the health thing is kind of beyond me. You got, if you live to 90, you still got another half life left, right? Like take care of your shit, people. It's really important that you take care of your health. It used to be, and I observed this, someone said this in the change room as I was changing last week. Uh, it used to be the gym was just about muscle junkies. Now people of all shapes and sizes are using the gym because it's the most effective to be able to utilize the, the abundance of carbohydrates in our diet. Your muscle, glycogen, um, glycogen is the storage form of sugar, okay, glucose, or fructose, or galactose, or dextrose, or any OS, okay? And lifting weights is the most effective way to be able to use carbohydrates. So what does this mean? Uh, well, we need to lift weights, we wanna lose weight. It's not about the cardio. The cardio will help you live a long time. You're not going to live a long time if you're very heavy and you have too much pressure on your organs. Because that's what adipose tissue does. That's what fat does. It puts pressure on your organs, causing them to stop functioning as much. And then when they don't function as much, they deform and develop gut cancers and, and a world of different things. Trust me, it's not just about abs. It's about long-term well-being. And yeah, you're going to be a little broken by the time you're old now in the modern day because we're not using... We don't have low-fat diets. We don't have um, anything but practitioners and people to work on our decaying bodies. That is the world of manual therapy and corrective exercise. We're just fixing all of the dysfunction that's happening. And it's not as sexy as what you think it is, right? It's, it's about tissue maintenance. It's about doing corrective. It's about mobility. It's about, you know interlacing and walking and moving as much as you can. It's not one single workout. Do not believe or buy into the bullshit that's online right now saying you can have an awesome looking body for a lifetime with three workouts a week. It doesn't work that way. I promise you. 
That's not what the science is saying, right? And the science is getting pretty good. So can you do it with four workouts? Yeah, four intense stability workouts a week, I would say is a lifestyle. Three, you know, probably a little progressive and less. As you get older, um, I, I was talking to a guy who was like, you know, when I was your age, I was doing uh, six stability workouts and two yoga sessions. Now I'm doing six yoga sessions and two stability workouts. And I think there's some validity to that, right? Your capacity to mobilize and be movable. Two long-term conditions, heart strength and range, okay? Now, if, if you've seen me, obviously I care about hypertrophy and muscle structure. I care a lot and I train a lot of people for aesthetic outcomes. But I do not ever shortchange the importance of body maintenance. I don't give a shit if you look good for a, for a week on your vacation. I care a lot more about your long-term well-being. This is not what you observe on The Biggest Loser in shows like that. The amount of broken people that come out of that show, it's, it's sickening. It's gross to know that that's, that's what we like to observe. We like to see really unhealthy people break their bodies, literally destroy, tear, you know, smash tissue, and the trainers are just sitting there making bank off of these broken people, and then what? They gain it all back, right? They lose it super fast, which is metabolically awful for your system, and then they gain it all back, if not more, because they haven't developed lifestyle habits. They haven't developed the your future in fitness. They haven't developed the mindset which takes years to chip away at. Okay, it took me years, right? You can either have it, you can either have it from a family and have it given to you, right? Now I was given some pretty remarkable lenses and perspectives from my family, but I've had to work for a lot of this shit, man. There's a lot of people in my family that aren't very healthy. And I'm not trying to denigrate, I'm just saying, like, the truth is that there's a lot of skills that I've had to grind away at that I wasn't taught. And with no fault to anyone else because they only knew what they knew and they did their best. And I'm truly grateful for my upbringing. But that being said, you got to be the exact same. And instead of being the victim of like, well, this is how I was raised. It's like, who gives a shit? Now you were raised. Move on and pick a new perspective and try and learn shit, man. Pick up some books. Study a few courses. Improve yourself. There's no better investment in the world than in yourself. Financially, physically, uh, the three laws and three values that I think are the most important, health, wealth, and love. You invest in yourself in those ways in a very intensive way, your life's going to get better. I promise. It will be phenomenally better. Um, so what does that mean? Well, you take care of you, and I promise you'll have the capacity to take care of lots of other things. Um, so big takeaway is I don't care what your strength or IQ is. I care a ton about your ability to withstand the course. Because that's what it's going to take to develop neural drive. When we talk about what what is neural drive, your capacity to move more weight progressively than you could before. In uh, the Certified Strength and Conditioning um, Specialist, CSCS, the American Standard for their athletics, um, for their coaches to be able to train in athletics, suggests that neural drive is critical for maximizing musculature power and strength and overload your capacity to lift more weight with more reps is the key and the first part of muscle hypertrophy you building muscle they're directly correlated your strength and the amount of weight you can move will improve your muscle mass i am not saying that strength-based lifting i'm not saying that reps from one to five have a direct impact on your musculature they affect your hormones that's the science okay but hypertrophy, reps from 6 to 12, are going to give you that bang for your buck, are going to give you that outcome with a combination 
of many things. If we dive into the world, there's a lot more to be said about hypertrophy and that it's science. We can effectively stimulate your sarcoplasm, which is the water portion of your muscle cell, by doing tons and tons and tons of reps. These are your finishers, okay? Doing a high rep finisher, if you've ever heard of it. If not, there's a bunch of them in the end game training system and you'll realize how awful they are. Um, and what can you do more, more reps of if you're stronger? Well, you can do more weight with more reps, right? You can do a ton of reps with more weight. Okay, you can also do a ton of reps with no weight, but I mean, the nuances are the more weight you can move around, the more contractile potential your muscle fibers will have. So all, all I'm really diving into here is that it's extremely important that you learn to play the long game, right? I chest pressed uh, when I was like 22, 23, I think 65 pounds, 75 pounds for a set of eight, Okay. I'm now chest pressing 110, okay? Took me eight years to overload 30 pounds, 40 pounds, okay? Now, that's okay. I'm not looking to be the, the strongest, fastest, baddest. I'm looking to be as healthy as humanly possible for a long amount of time. That's the key. Train this way from now on. I don't care about your sport-specific training. If that's what you care about, you're on, the, you're on the wrong podcast. I want you to start taking care of your future in fitness, not just look good for vacation X. That will make you look good for vacation X and then not much longer. This We're talking the biggest loser here. We're talking like destroy your body for an outcome that's only sustainable for a certain amount of time. Trust me, the vast majority of people, when I really dive deep, do not want that. They want to look good and feel good for as long as they possibly can. That's what I want for you, Right? We envy the people who look absolutely insanely awesome that are stupid unhealthy, right? And I've even done the, I've even done the, the photo shoots, right? I have to go on fat burners for three weeks and, and load onto and off of L-carnitine in order to get to my body, to get my body to an aesthetic point where people will market when I'm marketing and be like, oh, that looks great. Now, granted, I've done a lot of marketing without, you know, doing that kind of cut. It's also just a good challenge for me. But to understand that this is a norm in the industry for you to be able to cut and get on stage, it's a ton of chemicals and a ton of supplementation. And I've only ever done two cuts like that before. It took me about three weeks each. But I mean, long-term focus here, guys, is I don't want to be putting that stuff in my body very often, right? I do it for some marketing to, to catch your attention. And once I have your attention, I'm going to teach you the truth. Your body does far better if you don't abuse it consistently. So either way, folks, I'm arriving home here. Uh, neural, neural drive, you're going to need it if you want to build more muscle, but you're also going to need a heck of a long-term focus and a capacity to delay gratification so that you know your results are not just a summer away or you know four months away. You got to hustle and you got to grind at it for long enough to create the outcomes that you're, you're trying to get to um, because that's the name of this game, your future in fitness. So keep at it, keep focusing, keep grinding, and I promise you I'll show up, uh, you know, <laughs> I was good, man. I'm on week, I'm on month three right now and I was showing up every single day and I missed a podcast, but I uploaded that one I missed yesterday for you this morning um, in service to this purpose and this mission that I have to help the planet move more. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Uh, keep kicking ass. You guys are awesome. Remember, um, many people overestimate what they can do in six months and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Live your life the way you want to live it forever and I promise you'll have a pretty cool one. Um, have yourself a wonderful day. Keep at your grind. Stay purpose focused and I will see you guys guys in 24 hours. Peace.